Hello and welcome to Wealthy Wanderlust, the personal finance podcast for travelers and adventure seekers. I'm your host, Jake, and I'm excited to bring you bi-weekly episodes every Monday and Friday to help you achieve financial freedom and explore the world. Welcome back to the podcast where we help you save money without sacrificing the things you love. Today, we'll be talking about ways to save money on everyday expenses. No matter where you are in your financial journey, a budget is key to ensuring you're set up for success. The 50-30-20 rule is a budgeting technique that involves dividing your money into three primary categories based on your after-tax income. 50% to needs, 30% to wants, 20% to savings and debt payments. This rule was comprehensively covered by then-professor, now-senator, Elizabeth Warren and her daughter, Amelia Warren-Tiagi, in their book, All Your Worth, The Ultimate Lifetime Money Plan. The 50-30-20 rule is a simple strategy if you need help starting a budget or you're getting back on track after a setback. Needs are expenses that are necessary for survival and basic well-being, such as housing, utilities, food, transportation, healthcare, and childcare. Wants are often called non-essentials, but these expenses allow you to personalize your budget. Savings and debt reduction are also prioritized in this rule. The beauty of the 50-30-20 rule is its simplicity and structure. This budgeting method only requires you to track three categories. It also may be less intimidating than more complicated budgeting methods. In addition, it provides a clear framework of where your money should be going and allows you to set spending boundaries while still treating yourself. Lastly, it clarifies how much you should be saving and prioritizes debt reduction. Although the 50-30-20 rule may be a good rule of thumb for individuals, it can be unrealistic for those with low incomes or who live in areas with high living costs. In these cases, it's important to be flexible and adjust the rule to fit your individual situation. You probably already know the basics, like making your own coffee and bringing your lunch to work. But let's explore a few more ways to save money on your everyday expenses. Let's start with the supermarket. There are plenty of ways to save money on your shopping bill. You might already be making a list to cut back on impulse buying, using coupons and apps to find deals. But did you know that sales and discounts can be great opportunities to save money? However, it's important to be selective and prioritize your needs. Spend on what's important, like your favorite brand or organic food, and save on the items that are less important to you. Before making your shopping list, consider your actual eating and cooking habits. Planning your meals ahead of time or challenging yourself to eat at least one more meal at home each week can help prevent you from tossing out spoiled groceries and ordering takeout, saving you hundreds of dollars each year. Let's move on to household expenses and bills. You probably already know to turn off the lights when you leave a room and unplug gadgets when you're not using them. But did you know that most utility companies charge more for electricity during peak hours? Doing your laundry or running your dishwasher during off-peak hours can help you save on your utility bill. Now let's talk about transportation. Gas prices can be unpredictable, but there are plenty of ways to save money. You can use websites and apps to locate the cheapest gas stations in your area. Depending on how often you drive and where you live, you might consider public transportation or car sharing programs. Did you know that the average American spends over $9,000 per year on transportation? One way to save money and improve your health is by biking to work. Not only does biking save you money on gas and parking fees, but it's also a great form of exercise. If you live too far away from work to bike the entire way, consider biking part of the way or taking your bike on public transportation. It's a win-win for your wallet and your health. 
And on that note, I want to share a personal story with you. This week, I decided to bike to work on Monday. I was a bit nervous, but it turned out to be a great experience. Not only did I save money on gas and parking, but I also got some exercise and fresh air before starting my workday. Plus, it was a nice change of pace from my usual commute. So if you're looking for ways to save money and stay healthy, give biking to work a try. Lastly, let's talk about activities. It can be easy to follow others into overspending, but try getting creative and occasionally plan activities with your friends and family ahead of time. This can help you avoid temptations like spontaneous meals out. Remember, saving money doesn't have to mean sacrificing fun. Taking some time to figure out where you're spending and what you're willing to cut back on can help you find your own ways to trim costs every day. Compound interest is a type of interest that an investor earns on their original investment, plus all the interest earned on the interest that has accumulated over time. It is often referred to as interest on interest. To understand compound interest, it is helpful to first look at simple interest, which is the interest earned on the original principal only. For example, if someone deposits $10,000 into a high interest savings account, with a 5% simple interest rate for three years, they will earn 500 of interest each year for a total of $1,500 in interest over three years. Now, suppose the same person deposited $10,000 at a 5% interest rate compounded annually. In the first year, they would earn the same 500 of interest as in the simple interest example. However, in the second year, they would earn interest on both the original $10,000 deposit and the $1,500 of interest earned in the first year for a total of $1.525 in interest. In the third year, they would earn interest on the original $10,000 deposit plus the $1.525 in interest earned in the second year for a total of $550.25 in interest. Over three years, the person would earn a total of $1,576.25 in interest with compounding interest compared to $1,500 in simple interest, a difference of $76.25. This difference becomes even more significant over longer time periods as the amount of earned interest becomes larger and larger, making compounding interest a powerful tool for investors. The rule of 72 is a simple mathematical formula used to estimate the amount of time it will take an investment to double in value. To use the rule of 72, you divide the number 72 by the expected annual rate of return on an investment. The result is the approximate number of years it will take for your investment to double in value. For example, if you have an investment that is expected to earn an annual rate of return of 8%, you can use the rule of 72 to estimate that it will take approximately nine years for your investment to double in value. 72 divided by eight equals nine. The rule of 72 is a useful tool for quickly estimating the potential growth of an investment, but it is important to remember that it is only an approximation and does not take into account fluctuations in the market or changes in interest rates. If you're looking to grow your wealth and invest your money, it's important to understand the power of compounding interest and the rule of 72. By understanding these concepts, you can make informed decisions about your investments and potentially see significant growth over time. However, it's important to keep in mind that investing always involves some level of risk, and it's important to consider your individual financial situation and goals before making any investment decisions. Seeking the advice of a financial professional can also be helpful in making informed investment decisions. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wealthy Wanderlust. We hope that the information we've shared has been helpful to you. Remember, 
The advice provided in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as personalized financial advice. Before making any significant financial decisions, it's always advisable to do thorough research and consult with a financial professional. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review. We'd also love to hear from you on social media if you have any personal finance topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. And one more thing, if you want to support us and help sustain future episodes, you can now become a monthly donor through listener support. You can find the link in our show notes or visit our website to learn more. Thank you again for tuning in. And until next time, this is Jake signing off. Happy travels.